Greetings and welcome to Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering and it is my pleasure to be your host for this old time radio show. On this track you're going to hear an episode from the sitcom known as The Aldrich Family. The Aldrich Family originated from a hit Broadway stage comedy called What a Life in 1937. It was about a typical middle-class, small-town American teenager named Henry Aldrich. The character was first heard on the radio in sketches on the Rudy Valley Show in 1938. It was so popular that it became a regular feature on the Kate Smith Show. Eventually, it got its own half-hour weekly series on NBC beginning in 1939 and was on the air for the next 16 years. All but two of those years on NBC. 1944-46, CBS carried the series. Now, the actor best remembered and who most often played the part of Henry Aldrich was a man named Ezra Stone. He was sometimes replaced by either Norman Tokar, Raymond, uh, Raymond Ives, Dickie Jones, or Bobby Ellis. Henry was always getting into all sorts of teen trouble, but most of his problems usually concerned hopeful encounters with members of the opposite sex. It was interesting that though the show was on the air for 17 years in total, Henry only got one year older. Oh, the magic of audio versus video, right? Anyway, it was a very entertaining and popular show. So here from October 12, 1952, is an episode of The Aldrich Family entitled The Big Deal. Now, I, th- I, think, yeah, I think I can hear Mother Aldrich calling for Henry right now. Let's listen in. Coming, Mother. Yes, it's the Aldrich family, transcribed and written by Clifford Goldsmith. Everyone knows Centerville, USA, because it's your own hometown. And everyone knows the Aldrich family because they're your very next-door neighbors. And everyone especially knows Henry Aldrich because he's your son's pal, your daughter's boyfriend, a real American boy. The scene is the Aldrich living room. The time is early evening. Henry, get washed. Dinner's almost ready. All right, Mother. Sam, Mm? I think Henry's getting ideas again about my birthday present this year. I hope you gave him a clear hint as to what I wanted. I did. A clear hint? I told him you wanted Hemingway's new book, The Old Man in the Sea. Is that a clear hint? Henry, I'm not sure. Did he say anything? No, but I had a definite feeling he was wondering why you were interested in other old men when you had me. (laughs) Now, dear, I just hope it sinks in. I don't want another pair of Siamese fighting fish like last year. It was depressing the way those two fish hated each other. (laughs) Father? I've been here with your mother, Henry. Jeepers, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's all right, dear. I was just telling your father how much I wanted to read The Old Man and the Sea. The Old Man and... What's that, Mother? Sam. I'll try again. Father, did I tell you what I'm going to put over on Charlie Clark? Boy, am I going to make money. Put over on him. Henry, I hope you're not planning to do something you shouldn't. Oh, no. Charlie wants to buy this flashlight, see? And I'm You're gonna... selling the flashlight I bought you this summer? Oh, no, sir. One just like it. Looks the same to me. Well, sure. They're both Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beams. Only this one doesn't work. Oh. Charlie wants to buy my Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam, only I wouldn't sell it, see? But today I happened to be talking to another guy, and he said, 
just casually, do you want to buy a Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam? And it was exactly like mine, except for the difference. So I said, I'll give you 25 cents for it. He said, 30. I said, no, 25. He said... How much did you finally pay for it? 30 cents. <laughs> and now you have two super hype something or other cosmic beams? Well, sure. But isn't it clear, Father? I'll buy batteries for 25 cents, sell one flashlight to Charlie for a dollar, and make 50 cents clear profit. Hmm. Father, would you care to take a look at it? Why should I look at it? Well, I just thought maybe you'd like to make an offer. I have a flashlight. But do you have one you can buy for a dollar? I mean... Well, this one will help you see where you're going. I'm sorry, Henry, but I know where I'm going. Mother, would you like to get in on the opportunity? Mother, I think the potatoes are ready. Be right there, Mary. Would you, Mother? No, thank you, Henry. You wouldn't be interested in owning something that could keep you from stumbling over stuff? Mother? Apparently, she'd rather stumble. <laughs> Father, now that Mother's gone, I can tell you why I'm making all this money. Why? It's for her birthday. Well, I thought you had some money, at least enough to give her that book she wants. Oh, I have, Father. But I certainly don't want to give her just a book for her birthday. After she slaved over me all these years? She wants Hemingway's book, son. This flashlight is only the beginning. I'll make at least 50 cents on it. Then I'll invest that and double it. Then I'll invest that and triple it. Gee, by the time her birthday comes around, I can get her anything. What she wants, Henry, is the book. Henry! Yes, Mother? And will you answer the phone, please? And if it's for you, keep it short. Dinner's in five minutes. Sure, Mother. You know, Father, I wonder why more people don't go into business. Please answer the phone. Yes, sir, I'm answering it. Hello? Henry, my mother said you wanted me to call you about something, and I'm also to say we've got to eat in three minutes. Oh, is that you, Charlie? Hello, Charlie old-timer. What do you want, Henry? It's a great opportunity, Charlie. I've located a swell Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam. So what? Well, I might be willing to sell it to you. I don't want one anymore. You don't want one? I'm going to save up and get a camera. Oh, gee whiz, Charlie, that leaves me holding two Super... That's no way to do business. Who's talking about business? I just want a camera now. Well, wouldn't you like a flashlight so you could see where you're going? I'd rather take pictures and see where I've been. But, Charlie... So long. Oh, boy. I've got to go to class, Henry. Either you do or you don't want to buy this camera. But, Homer, $2 for a second-hand camera? You sound like my mother at the meat market. Wait a minute. Would you take this Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam for it? That? Oh, gee, let's see it. It isn't like any ordinary flashlight. Well, let's see. Just press the old Super Ray button here and, well, if you had a battery, you'd get your cosmic beam. Oh, boy. How about it? I don't want it. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Homer. I'm not asking you to pay me for this. I'll give it to you for the camera. Well, give me the Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam and a dollar. I'll give you the Super Ray Hydrojet Cosmic Beam and 50 cents. A dollar. 50. 75. 60. 70. 65. Sold. Sold. You know, Homer, that's the way I like to do business And if you see Charlie Clark, tell him I've got something for him But gee whiz, Mother, Charlie's only coming over for a little while tonight For how long, dear? We'll probably haggle a little How long will it take you to haggle? It depends on who's the best haggler Only I'm sure I can out-haggle him 
Henry, your part in my mentioning anything as unimportant as homework. It's perfectly all right, Father. Thank you. When are you going to attend to it? Just as soon as I've cleaned up Charlie. And don't worry, Father. The assignment tonight is a breeze. It's an essay, and I've got it all down in my mind. And may I suggest you start transferring it from your mind to paper? Pardon? Start writing. Well, it won't take me a half hour, honest. We all have to write about the profession I am preparing for. Well, that's fine. You know, I wasn't much older than you when I started thinking seriously about preparing myself for law. For law, Father? For law? Well, the only thing that really appeals to me is selling things. Selling things? Sure. I buy something for a little, and I sell it to you for a lot. Why do you want to do that, dear? Oh, gee, Mother, I guess I have a knack for it, that's all. Maybe it's hereditary. Did we ever have any tycoons in our family? I don't mind your shooting high, son, but don't overlook the legal profession. Well... It isn't bad, you know. I've provided a very comfortable home here, haven't I, as a lawyer? Well, sure, Father. But wasn't the man that sold it to you a businessman? He was. There you are. He's got all your money, and all you got was this house. Boy, I hope that isn't Charlie yet. But you're expecting him. Only Toby's supposed to get here first. Uh, I agreed to Charlie, but Toby... He's part of the same deal, Mother. If you want to see how big business operates, stick around. Thanks. Oh, boy, Toby, for a minute I was afraid you were Charlie. Well, I'm not. I know it. Come on in. What do you want me to come over for? I want you to help me do something. Come on, Toby, we'll go in the dining room. What's that about, Henry? First of all... You're positive you don't want to buy a camera? Henry, I'm in the position of not being able to buy even a package of chewing gum. Well, look, maybe we can work a little commission out of this. Charlie Clark does want to buy it, see? But he'll try to get it from me cheap. And what do I do? You wait out here alone, see? And then when you hear Charlie make an offer on my camera, you come into the living room as though you wanted it and offer ten cents more. But, Henry, I just explained my financial situation. You won't need any money, Toby. This is just a way to encourage business. Henry, you have another guest. Yes, Mother, I'm getting things ready for him. I raised Charlie 10 cents? Sure. Okay. Now stay here while I go into the living room. Okay. Henry. Coming, Father. Hello, Henry. Hi there, Charlie. Sit down, my friend. Oh, uh, Mother, Father, do you mind if we discuss a little business in front of you? Of course, someday when I have my own office. Thank you, but I think I'll do some work out in the garage. Well, there's a frost tonight, Sam. It's too cold to work out there. Then the basement. But if you really like to stay here, I'm fa- not that bloodthirsty. Uh, Sam, I want to show you where I'd like another shelf for preserves. Huh. What did your father mean about not being bloodthirsty? Oh, it's uh, just a family expression. Here, Charlie, take a more comfortable chair. What's wrong with this? Well, I just thought you'd feel better with your head tipped back. Nah. Um, how is it out, Charlie? Still cold? Ice on the puddles. Early for this time of year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How's your family? They're pretty well. My sister was just vaccinated on her arm. Say, that reminds me. Still need a camera? Know where I could get one? Uh, cheap? I think I could put my hands on one. What's that in your pocket? This? Well, I'll be doggone. It's a camera. Let's see it. Too bad I can't sell it to you. You can't? No. Not for less than $2, anyhow. Did you hear me, Charlie? I say not for less than $2. I heard you. Of course, if you don't want it, I have someone that is interested. Yeah? Just a second. I thought I heard something out toward the dining room. Like what? Nothing. I guess I didn't. You offered me $2, Charlie? I can hear you, Henry. I said $2, Charlie? 
I haven't got that much. Oh. Well, how much have you got? Fifty cents. <laughs> Fifty cents, that's all? Here, take back your camera. But Charlie, I thought you wanted a camera. I do. Well, how are you going to buy it with only 50 cents? That's what I'm telling you. I can't. But Charlie, don't you have any sense of responsibility? Would you let me swap you anything for it? What have you got? Well, would you be interested in a thing that's at home in our attic that cost $8.95 when it was new? Hey, what is it? A very good beach umbrella. <laughs> a what? Didn't you ever hear of a beach umbrella? What would I do with it? Sit under it. Well, so you don't get sunburned. Don't you know anyone that wouldn't like to get sunburned? Well, I might be able to do something with it. It's still as good as new. It's hardly ever been sat under. You'll swap it for this camera? And one dollar. Now, wait, Charlie. You aren't supposed to be selling me anything. I'm selling you something. That's why I invited you over. Look, I'll give you the camera and, and 50 cents for the umbrella. 50 cents? 60 cents. Who said that? I said it. <laughs> Gee whiz, are you here, Toby? Sure. I found this banana in the kitchen. Is it all right? Uh, Toby offers 60, Henry. Do you make it 70? But listen, I'll make it 80. Now, wait, Toby. You don't even know what this is about. He made it 80 cents, didn't he? Toby, this is between Charlie and me. You make it 90, Henry. No, I will. It's painted orange and green, Henry. I'll make it... Now, listen, Toby. Eat your banana. Charlie, I'll... I'll offer you the camera in a dollar. Sold! <laughs> do you want to come over and get it, Henry? Sure, let's do that. Henry. I certainly hope you aren't planning to go out in the cold without your windbreaker on. Well, it's only to get a beach umbrella, Mother. They cost $8.95. I'll be back before you know it. Hello, Mrs. Voorhees? This is Mary Aldrich. I'm not interrupting your dinner, am I? Oh, Fine. Yes, we finished quite a while ago, too. In a way, that's why I'm calling. By any chance, have you seen my brother tonight? He did. Mary, are you calling? Yes, Mother. Well, if he comes by again, will you tell him to come home? Thank you. Goodbye. Henry was there, and Mrs. Voorhees is all confused because he went into a long rigmarole about the dangers of winter sun. Oh, really? Well, this time, Henry will simply have to go without his dinner. Hi, everybody. Oh, evening, Mother. I don't even want a bite to eat. Good. I wouldn't even think of troubling you. Fine, then my conscience won't bother me. Henry, where have you been? We phoned all over. Well, I think the last place... Yes, I just came from Mrs. Ross's. Did she buy the umbrella? No, Mary. She says she won't need to keep the sun off her until next July. Mary. No, Henry. For the tenth time, I don't want a beach umbrella. Get washed up, Henry. I'll heat up some supper for you. Mother, I thought you said he wasn't... I'm weak, Mary. Now, listen, Mary. You may not want an umbrella, but there are some birthdays coming along in a few weeks. I don't want an umbrella either. Nor do I. <laughs> oh, good evening, Father. Hi, Henry. Alice, I finished that shelf for your preserve downstairs. You want to see it? Later, dear. Well, did you make quite a bit on your umbrella, son? Well, gee whiz, Father, it isn't a question of how much I make on it. I mean, with a valuable bargain like that, it's a question of deciding who will who I'll let in on the deal. That's the way I look at it. I'll bet. Now listen, Mary. A beach umbrella when the frost is on the pumpkin. <laughs> Mary, do you know anybody who's going to Florida? Well, Evelyn Williams' family is... Oh, no, they're going to Vermont for the skiing. Excuse me, I'll see who's at the door. Skiing is kind of dangerous, isn't it? I wonder if I could persuade uh, Henry, them to go to... how much have you put into that umbrella so far? 
Well, so far, only a dollar and ninety cents. But it's all for Mother's present. You're out a dollar ninety? Well, I'm out at the moment, but I'm hoping to come back. From the limb? Father, I think you're just looking at this as though I weren't getting anywhere. Night before last, I had a flashlight. Then I got a camera with it. Now I've got an umbrella. Don't you call that progress? Well, I'm only a lawyer. I don't know a thing about big business. Well, in big business, you have to think big. Henry, Agnes Lawson's here, and she wants to know if we have any old mayonnaise jars. Any what? Hi, Henry. Evening, Mr. Aldrich. Good evening, Agnes. What do you want mayonnaise jars for? I'm collecting them. That's an interesting hobby. Mr. Aldrich, my hobby is men, not mayonnaise. <laughs> I need them for something else, Henry. Well, there are some in the basement. Okay, Agnes, follow me. Be careful on the steps. Agnes, what do you do with the jars? Just something. I've been working my head off getting them. Mayonnaise jars? Isn't that a bore? I suppose any jar might do, except in the speech that congressman made. He said mayonnaise jars. You mean they're worth something? Can you keep quiet about it? Sure. I mean, because if more people realize the possibilities, well, everyone in Centerville might start saving mayonnaise jars. What speech? What congressman? It was just a squib in the newspaper a week or so ago. Yeah? It had to do with conserving tin, see? And this congressman is trying to put through a bill in Congress where sea rations for the army will be put up in things like mayonnaise jars, for example, instead of tin cans. Very interesting. And he said the government could help reduce taxes by buying them at low cost from the public. Oh, boy. You think the bill will pass? Father said it was just nutty enough to. How much are they going to pay for the jars? Well, up to now I've just been collecting. I've got nearly 200. Gee. Agnes, would you be interested in looking at something I have for sale? What? It's in the cellar closet here. How would you like to own that beach umbrella? Henry, where'd you get it? You like it? Henry, yeah. It's the best orange and green one I've ever seen. Henry, it's beautiful. Henry, your son's ready. Yes, Mother, I'll be right there. <coughs> Listen, Agnes, how would you like to strike sort of a deal? What kind? How many of your jars would you give me if I let you have... Without any cost to you whatsoever, this umbrella. We'll return to the Aldrich family in just a moment. Tonight, your radio will be bringing you the tops in comedy, drama, and news if you dial this NBC station. First, visit with that curly-haired wonder boy, Phil Harris, and his long-suffering wife, Alice. Tune in just for laughs. Then Theater Guild on the Air brings you Wanda Hendricks and Kenny Delmar in Tommy, a Broadway comedy of a pretty girl with a mind of her own. Mystery fans will want to hear the award-winning Dragnet, starring Jack Webb, and presenting another case history from the files of the Los Angeles Police Force. Then there are two of the fine news and special event shows which have kept NBC the leader in the field. Martha Roundtree's public press conference, Meet the Press, and the American Forum of the Air. Stay tuned to your NBC station this evening for more top radio entertainment. And now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Henry, in setting out to raise money for his mother's birthday present, has gone through a series of intricate business transactions, only to end up with some mayonnaise jars... And so far, not a cent of profit. The scene opens in the Aldrich Hallway. Hello? 
It's Alice, dear. Are you busy with anyone at the office? No, dear. I just had to call you, Sam. I was in Mrs. Browning's gift shop this morning, and I saw the loveliest china tea set. Oh? Uh, You can take that how-much-is-it sound out of your voice, dear. Mrs. Browning told me Henry had asked her to hold it for him. And, Sam, it's $20. And he told her the price didn't matter. He was in a very successful business. Henry did seem pretty happy about something. You saw him today? He dropped by the office. Wanted to borrow some of my business stationery. Alice? Yes? Have you any idea why he'd be writing to Congress? Good heavens, no. Well, I thought maybe you might. Seems to have something to do with your birthday. What's this under the sofa? Mayonnaise jars. He's keeping that. What's wrong with the cellar? I don't think there's any more room in the cellar. (laughs) Mother, where's my laundry bag? Henry took it out with him. What for? To get more jars, Mary. Well, my goodness, Henry, I certainly think you're overdoing this. Must you put those bottles down right here in the living room? It's only for a second, Father. Mother, if you could have anything for your birthday you wanted, what would you like? If I could have anything, not just a book, you mean? Yes. It's just sort of a hyper-theoretical question. Well, to be honest, it might be a tea set I saw at Browning's gift shop with lavender flowers on the cups. Is that right? Lavender flowers? But I'm afraid it costs far more than I could ever pay for it. Is that right? Henry! What, Mary? You've got to take those mayonnaise jars off the front porch. I'll find a place to put them, Mary. Mother, are you actually encouraging Henry? Father, I want to make a proposition. I do not want to buy any of those jars. Oh, it isn't that, Father. How would you like to invest, just invest, in my business? What are you doing, Henry, forming a mayonnaise monopoly? (laughs) Gee, gee, maybe I am becoming a sort of empty jar king. Right now, though, I need some working capital. Do you mean to say you've actually spent all you have on nothing but jars? Well, gee whiz, why shouldn't I? I'm going to get a swell present for Mother, and I'll have a fortune to spend when Christmas rolls around. Father, do you still wish you could afford to build a wing on the garage for a swell machine shop? How much have you spent altogether, son? Just a little over $7. And, Henry, there comes a time in every business when the investment must begin to show a profit. Otherwise, a nasty little thing called bankruptcy rears its ugly head. Oh, don't you worry. Just as soon as the government sends for the jars... Government? Just wait, Father. Henry, do you know what happened to that large jar of mayonnaise I bought yesterday? Yes, Mother. It's on a plate in the icebox. Henry Aldrich! (laughs) Oh, boy, the mailman. Henry, breakfast. Just getting the mail, Mother. Oh, boy, it's here. Anything for me, Henry? Yes, sir, but I think it's for me, actually. You see, I wrote it on your stationery. May I have it, please? Yes, sir, but if you could read it aloud. Mm? I mean, it'll concern me and, in a way, sort of concern Mother. Mm, I don't understand this. What is it, Sam? Eat your cereal, Henry. Dear constituent, 
This man isn't from our state. Please go on, Father. It takes a man of your large vision to see the worthiness of the bill I presented to Congress in the interest of conserving tin by using glass jars for military rations. Oh, boy. Unfortunately, my bill has been killed in committee. What? Moreover, since my own party has not seen fit to renominate me for the fourth... Oh, boy. Well, Sam, isn't it nice to come home and not find a house full of mayonnaise jars? Where'd they all go? I don't know. I simply came up the front walk this afternoon as a truck was leaving loaded with them. Mother, has there been a phone call for me this afternoon? Not that I know of. Get a good bargain for your jars, Henry? Boy, did I, did I? Well. Sure. I met a boy that lives out on a farm, see? And I just happened to mention casually that I've been saving mayonnaise jars for the government. And right away he wanted to buy them. I hope you told him the government couldn't use them. Mother, there wasn't any reason I should tell him, was there? Uh, Dear, I think you should have. Well, he didn't even ask me, Mother. And in business, if someone doesn't ask you something, you don't tell them. How much did you make? Well, that part would be hard to say. I've got to do a little figuring first. Didn't you sell for cash? Cash, Father? When I could get a better proposition? What did you trade the jars for? Just a little something. And there's always a good market for it. I hope you didn't have to pay anything in addition to the jars. Just two dollars. You put two more dollars... Mary, you want it on the phone. I am? It's for me, Mary? Gee whiz. I'll be right back, Father. I'll be out at the garage. Hello? Is this the Centerville Meat Market? Well, look. How much would you pay for a pig? (laughs) A pig? How much a pound? Is that all? Well, gee whiz. My mother was complaining about the price of pork chops. I don't see why she should if a whole pig... Oh, wholesale. Well, well, I wish you'd come out and look at her. Only remember, I'm in business to make money. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Who were you talking to, Henry? Mother, how much did you say you were paying for pork chops? Wait a minute. Pork chops. As an average. For the best? Alice, what do you think I just found out in the garage? What? A hog. (laughs) Did you say a hog, Sam? Yes, Alice, in the garage. Father, let me explain. You know where it came from? Yes, sir. All right. I'll give you just five minutes to get it out. It's my investment. Alice, dear, would you mind if Henry and I had a serious talk together? Uh, No, dear. I'm afraid it's time. Sit down, Henry. Father, may I suggest something? Sit. Yes, sir. This farm boy. What's his name? Billy Weber. Oh, yes. Weber. I know his father. He had a bad time of it because of the dry spell last summer. I know. Billy did say the pig was a little too thin to market. Only I was hoping by the time Mother's birthday came around... Henry, Henry, I think you should give Billy back his pig. Well, gee, if he was dumb enough to buy those jars. If I sell the pig, I lose only $4 now. If I give her back to Billy, I lose everything. Besides, I don't want those jars back. I don't either. I've sunk every cent I have into this. I'm interested, Henry. What are you going to do? I won't be able to give Mother even a book. I'll have to cancel the tea set. I'll give him back the pig, Father. I'm glad. Anybody home? In here, Homer. Hey, you got any more mayonnaise jars to sell? Why? You know that Billy Weber you sold them to? Hello, Mr. Aldrich. Hello, Homer. Yeah, Homer, what happened? 
He sold them. He sold them all. 3,000 of them at a half a cent each. To who? The state agricultural laboratories. They grow cultures in them. Half a cent? He made 15 bucks on the jars, plus what you paid him. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm going to make Billy take the pig back and give me what he got for the jars. You are? Just because his family needs the money shouldn't be any reason why I should let him get away with it. Naturally. Especially since in the profession you're entering, business is business. Sure. Supposing I'd been poor and he'd taken advantage of me, how would I have... I mean... How would you have felt? Well, it would have been the dirty trick. Sort of. And Henry, did I tell you about Agnes selling your beach umbrella? To who? To a junk man. She got two dollars for it. He's going to put it on his wagon. Father, you think it's actually possible that I'm not cut out for business? Henry! Henry, what do you think? What? Mr. Davis from the meat market just went out to look at your pig. He did? And Henry, she's a mother! She's a mother! She's a what? She's got eight little pigs. If you want them off your hands, he'll give you twenty dollars for the whole business. Twenty dollars? Twenty dollars? I'll break exactly even. Father, didn't I tell you my investment would come out all right? In this national election year, one obligation of citizenship heads all the rest. The obligation of every qualified voter to go to the polls and vote. The ballot you will receive this year is a symbol of your personal dignity. There is no man whose ballot is more important than yours. No man whose ballot will count for more. On election day, you will have as much power, as much responsibility in the shaping of your country and your way of life as the most influential person. Don't ignore this priceless possession. Vote as you please, but register and vote. See you at the polls. Henry, I thought you were going to sell your pigs. I did, Father. I sold them all. And what are those bags of feed doing out in the garage? Gee whiz, Father, that isn't feed in those bags. No? What is it? Isn't it clear? Mother's birthday's only three weeks off. I've gone back to collecting mayonnaise jars. Now, wait a minute. family as transcribed is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Johnny Fiedler. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge family. Good night, everybody. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Mm-hmm.